You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Round 16 Talking League live Q&A. You'll find this every Thursday for people that don't know about it on the Facebook channel, so just join us over here. Tonight our panel is Jake and Jay Warrior, and Jay Warrior's got plenty to say tonight. Well, welcome the boys in. Jake, g'day mate, you've had a big week in Brisbane, you're looking fresh there, bro. Hey mate, yeah, big week. Uh, haven't been doing too much fantasy, so this is going to be a bit of a uh, course for me. I'll, I'll probably be asking questions instead. So, yeah, no, keen for the week ahead. Keen to get back home and watch some footy. Yeah, Rich, Jay Warrior now. It's good to see you, mate. You are excited. Sunday, you're back at home, back at Mount Start Stadium. I'm so happy for you. But you've got some massive re- revelations tonight, mate. Yeah, and no, I've got uh, someone that's going to make your Will Kennedy look like a peasant. And... Uh, <laughs> And I've got a nice illustration for whether we trade this week or whether we try and hold out till the end, because I know we're all starting to run a bit low on the old trades. Yeah, okay. Well, before we get to – we'll just wait for a few more people to join. We're also going to get uh, Corbs. He's going to be joining us. He's, he's at training right now, but he lives five minutes from the ground. He assured me somewhere between 6.10 and 6.15, we should see snakes takes. He reckons he's got it. Not I mean, He's got T-shirts. There's a big fan club right now. Snakes takes. Before we get to that, just remember the boys, they're writing some really good articles every week, so just head over to the blog at talkingleaguepod.com or just head over to the Facebook page for some great reads. Jakey had a great article today, so if you haven't made any trades, make sure you check that out before we start the show. Boys, there's a few online at the moment, so we'll start some questions, and then I reckon about 20 minutes in, Jay Warrior's going to take the stage. All right, let's start with Blakey Robinson. So, you and Aiken hold or sell. Now, Jakey, a bit of news there today. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I saw something. Uh, is Tim Mitchell on Facebook or one of those groups or the tele- Telegraph something saying Aiken may be shifting back to second row? Obviously, take this with a grain of salt. Like, he's named at centre, so he can't assume things. But um, either way, though, Aiken playing at centre against a, like a Tigers side, bottom four side. So, I- I'd be holding him this week. Just see how he goes at centre. He he obviously averaged pretty well at centre back of the Dragons. Um, his stats at centre with the Warriors don't look too good, only in the low 30s, but I'd at least be giving him a week, uh, week to wait and see. If he scores bad this week, plays in the centre, scores bad, you know, you can trade him out next round. Um, his BE, what's his BE? It's only about no, 60, 60, so yeah. he's not going to lose too much. Um, so I think it's probably safer just give it a week, and if he ends up playing second row from that news... Mm. Who knows? So he, he's averages 49 this season, so he's a keeper if he stays yeah. in that back row, if that news is correct. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And unfortunately, they do play a Sunday at 2 p.m., so we're not going to have much choice. I think hold for this week, considering the fact he's actually playing. I think that's a good sign. Just hold it, get some more certainty around uh, round 17. All right, Jay Warrior, next one, Sterling. He wants 100% Cotter gone. What's your thoughts on Ruben Cotter? Yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? You know, what he's still two, three weeks away. So two, three weeks is 150 points if you're trading him, probably maybe even 165 points depending who you trade him to. So at this time of year, 165 points equals a lot of ranks. So you've got to flick him and flick him now. Yeah, I think so as well. Next question, Tyson. Now, Tyson wants to know, is Stags a good option for Aikens? We'll go around the table for this one. So we're all in a pretty much agreement. I think, that we should probably hold Aiken a week. We didn't get Jay Warrior in agreement that probably Aiken should be held at least another week. But, you know what, boys? I actually looked at Stags. I, I was kind of tossing and just seeing on the run home between Stags and Ramian who would be a better option. And, you know, Stags coming back from Origin, I don't think he's much of a chance to play Origin 3 unless there's injuries this weekend. But... 
You know, the thing with Tony Staggs, he's always a chance to score tries. And he is an explosive player. Tackle breaks changing in score does not help him because he tackle breaks a lot. But he's got an average of 39. Coming in at 535k, I'm going to say he's undervalued at the moment. Jakey? Yeah, he may be slightly undervalued, and he's uh, going to play that round 17 by. Um, probably not for me, though. Like, obviously, your main one, you want Burton, like, in that final 17 for the run home. Like, he is the absolute gun in that position. There's no one that yeah. comes close to him. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think I'd probably pick him up as that mid-range option. Um, I think there's a few better options. Like, if you already own a Tago, May, those sort of kinds, I'd be holding. Um, if you absolutely have no centres and you only have Burton, um, you could you could probably take a punt on him if you want. But I, I probably wouldn't be going there, especially not Aiken. Hold Aiken. Yeah. Now, Jay Warrior, now Stags is what? He's pretty much top 5,000, 0.2% owner. Have you had a sneaky look at him? Yeah, he's a, he's a no from me. I think there's better options at better prices. Well, not, not even at better prices, but... I think he's ranked at number nine in the centres for the season, Katoni Staggs. Mm. And while he might have a little bit of upside, why wouldn't you go for somebody that's ranked in the top five that's only $35,000 more expensive? So, And he plays in round um, in the bye week. So it's um, Campbell Graham, the old uh, axe murderer. So <laughs> he could be a goer. I like it. Let's move on. Ryan CB, one of the regulars. Hold Aiken or straight to Manu. Only five trades left, not counting the four to come. I think you've just kind of summarised that with only four. Five, sorry. I think you've just got to hold tight. You go to Manu, I think you kind of... You you, you lost the boat there because he's around 13 player. If you jumped on early with Joey Manu, because he's going to probably play a couple more weeks. They're talking about him playing 5-8 this week, which really helps his scoring. So it's one of those things that, you know, I guess he he's in that top five keeper, right, boys, like in terms of the centres. Have you got that in front of you there, Jay Warrior, in terms of the rankings of the, the top five centres? He would be there. Yeah, I think he's number three. Yeah, so he's, you've got Burton, Aitken and Manu. And with Aitken, we're projecting him to drop a little bit and Manu to go up a little bit. Mm. That means that Burton and Manu could be your run-home centres if you're, you're looking to make a trade. I know that he doesn't play round 17, um, but that that's definitely a go. And his versatility and his performance in the international week, boy, he stuck out. So yeah, I think- I, I'm not against it, but when you're down to that little trades, you might just want to hold on. Aitken may play second row. He may carve up it in the centres. But, yeah, it's a yeah, pretty mass- way to week. It's going to be a massive punt, right, Jakey, because you're kind of counting on Kiri not playing. Yeah, I... Another thing to note, though, like he is, yeah, obviously a gun in the centres, but he's got wing and fullback dual position as well. And uh, wing and fullback's position, we've still been struggling for keepers this season. Like you usually want those players averaging over 50 in that wing and mm. fullback spot. But, you know, you've got Hines, who's probably everyone's got, obviously. Um, but, you know, some people don't have Tedesco's because they've, you know, don't have him through the origin period. And some people, uh, the other one that averages over 50 is Pap, who's probably, uh, I'm probably, I'm sure there's questions coming, but he's probably one of those ones you might give a week on. So a lot of people don't have a very very good winger fullback either. So slot Manu into either centre winger fullback. Um, I, I don't mind the trade, actually. Not not for Aiken, obviously, but trading in Manu, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty for it, even though he doesn't play that round 17. I think he's a good guy. All right, next question, Jason Bramley. Now, is this one of your friends, Richard? How was the Talakai no. trading, Rich? <laughs> is this one of your fans no. or is he your friend? 
Uh, I think he's a foe, but um, that's okay. I'll, ta- I'll take one. Yeah, it was a bit rough the first week, but I reckon he's coming out this week hot. Coming <laughs> off Origin, he's going to – you know how they step up and they want to prove that they're an Origin player? Yeah. I think we're going to get a bit of bounce back. Ooh. So that's what we're playing on. I like it. Any I, trip- seem to be, I seem to be the king of the – Trade them in a week too early, and then the second week they come. <laughs> All right, Andy Tran. Hi, guys. Take her to Papali now or wait a week, or trading news instead. I think one of those things that I don't think you need to be trading if you're like, take her, I am trading out. Papali, you're going to get cheaper next week. It's one of those things if, if you want a little bit of certainty and you want that score from Papali, I think you can lock him in this week. I'd wait a week on news. I just, I'm not convinced on him at all. Boys, next question. Chris Rutter. Hey, Legends, how are you going? I'm looking at going either going Butcher to Kennedy and Tiger to Frizzell. Any other suggestions? Jakey? Yeah, I like it. Um, obviously, Kennedy's one of those cash outs for round 17. Um, he may be able to find a better cash out next week once we know the team list, but I, I don't mind it, you know. Um, you're training at Butcher, who's probably going to average in 30s to 40s off the bench, and you've got Tago, who's averaging around 40 this season. So I think they're both sells if... You don't, if you already have two gun centers um, without Tago. Nice. Um, so Frizzell's a great option. He's undervalued at this stage. Um, he usually averages mid-50s uh, when playing second row without injury. So I think he's a great buy. Um, you could obviously go, if you don't have any of those really big guns, um, like your Papalis, so forth, um, you could you know be take the safer option with them. But I, I love it. I, lo- I like those two trades. Nice. Next question, Will Williams. Locked in and that butcher to Jerome Hughes. Now, Jay Warrior, what's your thoughts on your countryman, mate? He, he stood out in the, t- the test match against Tongan last week. Yeah, well, I traded him two weeks ago. I went early. That's how I go. And uh, the first week, he had that rough week where he bombed that try. And so I only got about a 27, I think. And then uh, the bounce back. See, bounce back week two, 65, and looked good. No monster tonight. So uh, it, it could be on like Donkey Kong. So you're going to get him next week. Saves time. Get him in this week. Enjoy the game tonight. Start the week off going up the ranks. Can't be any better, can it? All right, next question. No, yeah. Robbo put some great stats out, though. Some great uh, analysis from Robbo on, on Hughes, but sometimes you just got to gut feel those ones. Yeah, not bad. All right, Rowan Smith, is Ryan Madison playing? Look, we haven't had any more confirmation, but it doesn't look good at this stage. They're saying... Very unlikely. He's got a rib injury there, mate. So just stay tuned for, I'm sure, NRL Physio over the weekend. We'll have more and more information. Next question, Greg Carl. Will Aiken play edge or centre? Well, at this stage, the rumours are he's playing edge at this stage, mate. All right, let's talk Cameron Munster because he is actually out there tonight, boys. He is actually, what, he's 800k. Let me just bring this up. 798k, a break-even of 74. So him not playing this week, actually probably a little bit favourable in his chance. But when you think how quickly the turnaround next week, he won't be playing against the Sharks because he's an origin player. Plus the following week, they have a pretty short turnaround from memory. I'll pull it up. But boys, I'll go with you, Jay Warrior, first. What's your thoughts on maybe possibly not having Cameron Munster for three weeks? It's got to go. Again, 150 points. You could get... uh, one of the uh, Parramatta players, and there's 150 points in those three weeks. Again, it's ranks. Now, you probably don't want to have a Parramatta player in your team, but it's points. Or you go Hughes, and again, there's 150 points. Yes, he might start clawing back those points at the back end of the season, but you're still going to be a long way ahead, and 100 points is worth the trade. So 
definitely pull the trigger and get rid of him. Yeah, Jack, if you were to pick between the two Parramatta halves, Moses and Dealbags, who would be your preference there, mate? Uh, personally, like I've always in the past liked those um, play, like halves that have their big kick meters. So I'd, mm. personally, I choose Moses. I have Moses already actually, but um, just based on that, you know, that sort of base with the attacking stats. But you've seen this year, like Brown's really good in defence, so he does rack up a few tackles and he's getting his attacking game together. I, mate, I, I'd flip a coin. Like personally, Moses, but pick whoever you like. They're both going to average very similar, so both good safe options for round seventeen. I like it. Yeah, I'd probably go Moses because of the kicking factor as well. Now, Storm, they turn around on the Sunday post-Origin. So if he does end up playing, what do you have, a five-day break? So he'd probably be 50-50 for that one. So he'll miss two to three games there, boys. Jay Warrior, like we've kind of gone about 10 minutes now, mate, and we've been waiting. Now, Jay Warrior, you take the stage because, ladies and gentlemen, apparently tonight Jay Warrior has a 50 – well, you know what? Why don't you introduce it so I don't miss it up? So we've heard TK go on about his boy from the Sharks. Carry on, carry on, man. (laughs) And he's been talking it up. He's going to be the great saviour of our round 17 teams. And he could get 30 and you'd probably be happy. However, I found us a player who, when he starts, averages 53. Oh, And he's starting this week. Wow. For the Storm. Storm, who are we talking about? Cheese? <laughs> nah, Chris Lewis. Chris Lewis. Chris Lewis. What? Yeah. So he's only started four games in the last two years. So I'm working <laughs> up a small sample size. Oh, yeah. There's a few injuries going on at the moment at the Storm. So you've got Felice Kafusi with his uh, dad not well in the States. So I don't want to wish ill on him, but maybe he spends another week there. That'd be quite nice. And then you've got uh, Lorero. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got a back injury. Now, there's no timeline given with that back injury at this stage, but if he's out another week, that means Chris Lewis is good to go. And, uh, yeah, so... And I'm thinking about these cash-outs. There's a number that we're talking about, Volkman, Kennedy, uh, New Brown. But what we've got to think about is if we pick up Volkman as an example, do you want to play Volkman in your team at any stage this year? The answer is probably not. You're not going to play him, and you won't have the trades to cash him out even if he makes money, very unlikely anyway. So let's make sure that when we're picking up a player to cash out to, that he's going to play mm. in that round 17 week. Well, he's been in the team for pretty much since round nine. So bench games round nine, 10, 11, 12. Then they had a bye and then 14, 15. Last, of the last three games, he's played 30 minutes against Manly in round 12 and 25 minutes in round 15 against the Bronx. That's not too bad. You might be on something here in terms of a little cash out. He's the saviour, so, Jay Warrior. So watch out tonight. We'll get a good look at him, and uh, then all we have to do is ride some injuries from the other halves, uh, the other uh, forwards, and uh, we could have a nice little uh, bonus surprise. Nice. I like Kinder it. surprise. Yeah, nice. <laughs> all right, back to the questions. Dominic Thompson here. And, Jakey, I'll let you take it because you did a great article with your pot of the week this week with Barnett. So he's going Sexton to Barnett. So give us your thoughts. Give everyone your thoughts on Barnett there, man. Yeah, I like Barnett. He's uh, dual position, really underpriced at the moment, high 500K. Um, 
from last season averages is about 56 playing second row. Obviously, that was in Peter Valandi's ball when the game was sped up. So, mm. not can't be trusted, I guess, but you still have that really solid base. I think at a base of around 47 or around that sort of mark. Um, so, you know, he can offload and he can tackle break too. So, when he gets those good games together, he can get those 70, 80 scores to really boost up that average. And I love him. He plays around 17. He looks like he's secured that secondary spot now. Like, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's nowhere to be seen, which is a great idea. <laughs> he's, I think, Barnett's a lot better second role than him. So, and Frizzell's got that other ledge lockdown. Their bench looks pretty weak at the stage, the Knights, and they're all sort of those middle forwards. So, I think both those, both Frizzell and Barnett, have locked down those 80 minute edge roles. Um, so I'd be jumping on him, hey, him, him, or if you want to pay the extra money to go Frizzell for someone just like that tiny bit safer, um, you could, could go Frizzell, but I love Barnett. I think I might be getting him this week. Yeah. Question though, if he wasn't playing the bye week, would you want him in your team at the end of the season? Yeah, I, I think I would, uh, based on just his past stats, but obviously you the the appeal to Barnett is his price, so he's price undervalued based on his average or potential average of mid fifties. So, yes, I'd want it if you believe that's going to happen. You believe he's going to average mid fifties based on those stats. I'd be definitely jumping on great value. Um, but if you want to play safe, if you do have that extra money and you really really want to play safe, go yeah, Tyson Frizzell or your, your big ones, if uh, big dogs like your IPAP, if you have enough money for that. I, I'd be going someone who, who averages sixty over someone who may average 55 if, if you have the cash. But, you know, if you if you need that extra player for like 16th, 17th man, if you're struggling to fill out your final 17, it's, I yeah. think is a great option. I think everyone's going to end up with a player of his quality in their final 17. I think it's just the way it's kind of being priced at the moment, especially with the scores being so much different to kind of COVID ball last year and having inflated pricing and inflated averages last year. I just think that someone that can average around a 50, you can have a quite a few of them, especially for the bench. And I think his versatility... His versatility and the other thing that he got that I'm going to take over Frizzell as well is the fact I don't like all Frizzell's little niggles. Like, it just seems he just misses a game just here and there, two games here. Just the durability of Barnett, the only games that Barnett's missed this year, and I think that's another factor. Because he got rubbed out for six weeks, he's played a whole of, hell of a lot less than Frizzell as well. So I think his body will be in a lot better shape for the back end of the season than Frizzell. But what's your thoughts there, Jay Warrior? I've been avoiding him, and but the drums are getting stronger. <laughs> the analysis on him from the boys is great, and uh, I'll definitely be watching with uh, matchsticks between my eyes, getting a good good eyeballs on him this week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a, I don't want to get him. I'd like to be different, but yeah, I may have to keep up with the pack. With boys, let's move on to Judas. Imagine yeah, that's quite a name, Judas Circa. <laughs> Now, thoughts on Josh Curran. Do you think he'll play 80? Now, I'll kick this on, off. Now, I do think he'll play close to 80. But the thing is with Curran, because he misses round 17, I think he's actually like a like-for-like with Mitch Barnett. And because of the fact that he misses a game, to catch up the actual 50 points that you're probably going to miss, it probably means that you're probably not worth getting Josh Curran. But I'll send it to the boys. Jakey? Yeah, so I like Curran at the start of the year. He was playing really well when he was in that lock position. He, he was really involved, touching the ball a lot, making a heap of tackles. Um, even though he's named at lock, he has, in the last few weeks, he has been playing second row. And Tohu's been named at second row and playing lock. So 
don't get confused with that. I, I think he's a good buyer. Like, I think he's probably going to average close to 50 playing second row, but he's not going to be that gun he was um, at the start of the season playing lock. Uh, um, I, I don't mind him as an option, but, yeah, I'd, I'd still be going those round 17 guns over him. Yeah. Now, Jay Warrior, what's your thoughts on your player, Warrior player, Joshy Curran? Yeah, you, there's no real value in him. And as uh, Jake just said, there's better options at lesser prices. And as you said, there's also going to be players that are going to make more points by the end of the season. Mm. So, unfortunately, it's a pass on Curran. I yeah. think he he's a good player, though. It's just unfortunate he missed that stack of games through injury, right? Because he was flying, and I just think it just derailed his season. No doubt that Warriors obviously were... Pretty much went on the downhill once he went out as well because he's a quality player. But we'll move on to the next one, Carico. Carica. Sup, boys? Thoughts on Payne Haas to Ryan Madison or wait till next week? Boys, given the injury news on Madison, like I don't think you should be spending, what, close to 800K? Or is it over that now? The, the fact that... Let's have a look. What's Ryan Madison now? Something outrageous. 827K. And I know that he's in form. We probably have a, pr- a point to prove after getting dropped from origin. I guess if you're still holding Payne Huss here, Jake, I think you can pretty much persevere with him. Yeah, no. I, there's been a lot of talk about trading Haas out, but I, I'm a, I've been in the complete opposite camp to that. Like, I've looked at his stats. He still averages, like, in non-injury-affected games, he still averages 60 this season. Um, and if you think he's going to play 50 minutes, if you think his minutes are going to get managed, he still has that good, really almost point per minute. So he, if he's playing between 50 to 60 minutes, he's still going to score between 50 to 60 points. Um, so that, that keeps him, even if he's not the 60 plus player he used to be, um, I still think he's a keeper for the run home. And, you know, it, he's going to get named. When Payne Haas goes out and plays, he plays as hard as he can. He's not going yeah. to just you know, sit around not taking hit-ups and stuff. When he's out there, he, he's too competitive not to score. So if he's, yeah, and then all it takes is one injury to a player and then he's back to playing 60 minutes for that round. So I, I'd definitely be holding ass, you know, um, especially not for someone like Madison who's, you know, has that injury cloud around him. Yeah, next question, Sterling, uh, Jay Warrior, Ryan Puppenhausen, he returns tonight. Now his thoughts, is it going to be either this week or next week that he should consider him? Depends uh, what sort of player he is. If he's uh, balls to the wall, then he's in this week, just like me. Pat in the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> when, when you're perhaps not in that top thousand, you've got to take a couple of risks. You've yeah, got to yeah. get on them early. So look for a nice solid 25 from Pat this week. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Jay Warrior's trying to get ranks up here. He's just giving this advice for people so he can skip him. Well, I've got I've put Pep in my team this week, so I'm there. But just the way I I pick them up, week one they go average, week two they bounce back. I <laughs> see so you're still looking for their um their season long average two a. Eh? So even if you get him a week early, he's still top three winger fullback. So it doesn't really matter when you get him if if he's going to average fifty plus for the rest of the season, go for it. Eh? That's what I say. And I don't think he's going to play Origin, is he? Like no, it'll be no. a brave call to bring him in over any of those players. It'd have to be probably two injuries because Latrell might even just be above him. Yeah. Just, unless it's a fullback that went out. He just doesn't have the versatility to be the number 14 considering the kind of game style that they're playing at the moment. So I'd say I don't think he's much of a chance unless, you know, the, the weird thing that might happen. Okay, I'll put this to you. If Tedesco got injured on the weekend, who would be New South Wales fullback? Puppy. Spicy. <laughs> It'll be Pubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that's how much the game can well, actually what change. About, what about like, Hines? Do you reckon they'd shift Hines back to fullback? No. Nah. He's already in the squad. I just don't 18th think... 18th man. Yeah, well, I, I guess that's a possibility, Jake. Like, it's a good mm. it's a good suggestion, but I guess just because of the quality of him at fullback and Hines playing so much at number seven this year, you'd probably say it's probably on the sm- like a lower probability, but it's always a chance. It's a good suggestion. All right, boys, let's move on. I think we've already done Barnett. So Judas, Mr. Judas, I don't want to know how he treats his friend Judas. All right, we'll go to Birdie. Oh. You know what, we'll talk about him. We'll, we'll rearrange Birdie because Birdie's a bit of a larrikin, but does Brandon Smith wear a jockstrap? But we'll go, Jay Warrior, what's your thoughts now after watching him for New Zealand last week? Brandon Smith. Uh, yeah, you've still got a... <laughs> as soon as you said, ah, you, I knew you had, <laughs> you did not like him. <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't like him. Uh, he just doesn't seem that player that was dominating. It's, it's almost like he's shifted himself. It, I'm not going near him this year. He, he's, he's gone. <laughs> For some reason, boys, I'm still considering him because I've got, <laughs> I've got RFM money and I know that I can probably sell RFM and just plank... Brandon Smith onto the emergencies, and I've just got a just something. You know, we were talking about gut feels before, Rich. Yeah. Like I just got a gut feel that this guy's going to go massive in like round twenty five and round twenty six. When when, but the problem is, you knew Brown could do the same job at the same price. True. In fact, he's probably going to do better. So, yeah, there's factors going against him now. It's a weird one to say that Cheese has got no job security, but he's got no job security. He changes every week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we played that up. Yeah, so. Was it 30, 30 minutes at lock the other week? So I don't think he was injured or anything, was he? He just no, that was just his role for the week. Started at lock, played thirty minutes, which is well. The problem is, I don't think he's fit enough to play big minutes. Like he, after fifteen minutes, he's hunched over, like he's just done 10, 10, 100 meter sprints. He's just so unfit. So yeah, big cheese. Let's has just been keep him low and cheese. pick him up. For the start of the season next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Stop killing my narratives, boys. <laughs> All right, let's get another question in. Uh, there's been plenty. Sorry, there's just so many. I'm just going to pick it from the top. Here we go. Let's go to Maxi. Maxi Shackley. Fellas, Haas, Cooler, May, to He's going big, big blow. Renault, <laughs> Kennedy, Barnett. I think we've broken up Kennedy and Barnett enough this week. Let's talk Adam Reynolds, boys, because for me, for a guy that is that expensive, his body is letting him down for me. Because on the run home, when we don't have too many trades, I want players that have a little bit of durability. Exactly why I've t- taken Barnett over Frizzell. But, Jake, your thoughts on Adam Reynolds? No, I really like him, eh? I, I think he's a great buy. He's pretty much doing everything for the Broncos at the moment. Um, but, yeah, as you said, if you're low on trades, I probably wouldn't be going there because of that injury risk. But if you if you have, you know, over 10 trades, I, I like him. I, he's going to be a gun scorer, kicking goals, setting up tries, doing everything. So I, I like him as a, a gun um, who plays 17, a bit of a pod compared to the likes of um, DC and Cleary. So, no, I, I like it. Um, and obviously, we've talked about Kennedy before. The, the cash out, you know, he's going to play 17. Um, yeah, you don't want him anywhere near squad other than that. Nice. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he's here. He's here. <laughs> Snakes takes. Corby, how are you, mate? You're looking good in your NRL like little get go there, mate. Yeah, I'm fresh from the paddock. It's fresh outside. How cold Straight is it in Yui? 
Uh, yeah, it's not so. Yesterday it was colder. It felt like the wind was coming straight from um, Threadbo. <laughs> yes. It was a cold down there yesterday. It was uh, freezing. Yeah, touch. Today was kind of mild. So tonight's, yeah, not too bad at all, man. But Snakey, like we've brought out, and we're going to announce this next week, merchandise is coming out. The club's getting bigger. Snakes takes back for week number three. What have you got for the punters? The shirts are already sold out. I bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> I did see him. It's funny. I'll, I'll be definitely getting one. Uh, yeah, I, I had a bit of a look. I was a bit nervy with a few games this week. Just could see them going either way. So first up, first leg I went uh, Aremia. And this is even a nervous one because who knows if he's even going to stay in the team with all the talk of the merry-go-rounds in uh, team list. Anytime. I just think he bagged a double last week. Probably can't drop him. He's also against Saab, who uh, the Cowboys caused a bit of, a few issues down that right side defence. Um, and, yeah, I just think Storm are too good. They'll target him. And I didn't want to go Melbourne without Munster, Pappenhausen. I know that you guys have talked at length. He could be a bit clunky. He's had a lot of time off. So I didn't go the win. I just went Aremia. And, yeah, Kenny Bromwich out on that edge. That, that left edge is pretty safe, and Pappy does like to sweep that way. So, yeah, Eremia, $1.90, I think I got him any time. Okay. Sharkies, Sharkies second leg. Uh, I just think the dogs, their ties are pumped up too much. They, they've had two good wins. They caught Eels off guard. They got the Tigers, who aren't great, and I think the Sharkies are going to go in knowing that, you know, not falling for the ambush. As long as they sort of come out in the first 20 minutes, because the doggies seem to have sort of just blown teams off the park the last two weeks in the first 20. Sharky's getting the grind. They'll win it. I've took him at the line here. Juicy odds. Two bucks. Minus eight and a half. Oh, I like it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> there was a couple of any timers. There was a, the Warriors. I couldn't go past this game. I I hate to say it to all the Warriors fans. I could see the Tigers giving a big upset here and, and disappointing everyone in the NRL. <laughs> the refs will do their best. I, so I, I couldn't bet on them. I, I I hate. I hope the Warriors win. They should win, but I went Reese Walsh. I went your boy yes. anytime. Um, he's push. He's pushing up in support. Recent weeks has been phenomenal. Uh, he got a try, one back. Played the Panthers and and looked outstanding. Few troops back uh, to get a bit of front foot footy. I'm just looking at their team, which should help him. Um, and yeah, the back home factor. He's going to just grow another leg. Yeah, the, the NRL, they'll do everything. Surely the refs have been said, give every 50, every 70-30 call to the Warriors um, to let them win this game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Reese Walsh. Anyway, that bundles up to a nice $11.40, and I think you can boost or um, maximise that to about twelve fifty, which is what I got it at. So hopefully we're back in the winners. So always nervous when the first leg's Thursday because it, it can be disappointing as last week or the week before we went and um, – Melbourne fell short with a 78-minute uh, intercept. Okay. Never so good to lose the first leg. Corbs, repeat your legs. Dean Hiramina, anytime, anytime for the Storm. Sharkies, Sharkies to cover the line at minus eight and a half. Yep. And Reese Walsh, anytime. Awesome. Well, Snakey, appreciate you jumping in. Best of what? Sorry, before we let you leave, what's your fantasy trades, mate, for the punters you went on this week? Yeah, I think I'm just going to go Butcher at the moment to Barnett. Yep. Ah, uh, sorry, Papali, Papali, and I'll just sort of sit um, for all others. I think I'm going to make four next week, though. Nice, mate. You, going, um, you missed the start of the show, Jay Warrior. Do you want to give Corbs a little bit of a plug on this guy that you found? 
Yep. If we're looking for cash outs, averaging 53.4 when he starts, plays for the Melbourne Storm. Any guesses, Corbs? Uh, no. I'm... You blanked. <laughs> Chris Lewis. Oh, yeah. I did hear his name get thrown up today. He could be a good one just because, yeah, no, I don't mind that shout. I'm going to have to come back and listen to this because I've got two <laughs> mad little kids of mine to get through the shower. But I'm going to have to come back and have a listen. Uh, he, he's not a bad get. Cheap too. Yeah, you better have yep, a look, mate, because he'll close out in about an hour and a half. So you better get to the showers, mate. So I'll, I've, I've reserved some time before the first game, don't worry. <laughs> have a little – have a cheeky look. But thanks for stopping by, Corbs. We'll All check right. you next Tuesday, mate. See you, legends. Sleep. 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 All right. Let's get back to it for another, we'll say another, we'll say 15 minutes because Jakey's due at the pub any, any second. <laughs> All right, Tyson, want to move Nat Butcher. Now, Jay Warrior, IPAP or Cam Murray, better option for the run home? It's all about the points, isn't it? So IPAP's your better option because he's going to play guaranteed one more game, possibly two. Um, Murray gets a little bit of a rest somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, it's IPAP for me. He's got to come good. He's back on the back on the edge, so that's where he does his best work. So Yeah, Jake, IPAP versus Murray? Yeah, like IPAP. Yeah, no chance of getting rested around 18. I'd go every day of the week. Plus the jewel, right, boys? Just got that versatility if you run into trouble between the mids and the edges. All right, boys, Vinny Robinson on the team list, captain's potty. You were, you guys had used as a hard buy, but in the buy-hold sell, he was a hard avoid. What are we saying today? That's why we've got different crews with different advices. Now, boys, I am a not a buy this week for you. So I just need to see more. I need to see him play and direct the team around, defend well, put people through gaps, no tries, though. I want to see 60 without tries because at the moment I'm seeing 60 with a ceiling. Jakey. Yeah, he is definitely a punt. Like, if if you want to play safe, do not get him. Like, he's he proven he's going to probably average around that 48, 47 mark this season. Um, you, you're wanting him to go on a run, like run of scoring tries, tacking stats like he did last year. Um, so I think there's other options now around that sort of mark, like your Barnett's if, if you don't need a halfback. Uh, even Mitch Moses is getting pretty cheap now. I think he's high 600. So um, I'd be going somewhere like that instead. Uh, probably a pass for me. Nice. All right, we'll move on because Jay Warrior already gave you spill before. Will, I like Ronaldo Mulatalo, but you take away his centre and low minutes game. He averages 46. Have you had a look at Ronaldo there, Jay Warrior? No, he's of no interest to me. So... Um... I can see if he's averaging 46, why you might go around there. But if we think about our centres at the end, we've talked about it tonight, that we're probably looking at Manu, Burton, and potentially if Aitken holds up, a lot of people are going to hold on to Aitken. And then, of course, we've got the great Talakai coming back. <laughs> he loves it. All right, Charles Walters, Moses or Hughes, and Barnett, IPAP or Frizz. Unsure to get, can get to anyone. For Butcher and Cotter. All right. The way to break this down, Charles, I think, like we broke it down, I think you can cut off Frizz from mine. It's between Barnett and IPAP, and I think you need both of them. And on the other side of things, I'd probably want Moses over Hughes, only because I've seen Moses consistently score throughout the season. Also think that he is the chief playmaker at the Eels. But, Jakey, Moses or Hughes? 
I'm going to disagree with you. I think um, out of those three, I think Frizz is probably the, like the middle ground, like the safe and also undervalued mm. option. So I'd probably go him over those three, but all three are great options. Doesn't matter which one you choose, they'll all be, all be great. Uh, definitely said that before, Moses over Hughes, and I like those two trade-outs. Cotter and Butcher are both trades for me. Beautiful. Jay Warrior? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm on the Hughes train, so I'm hoping he gets 100 tonight with about three tries, and then you bludgers have to pay an extra 60 grand next week. That would be my dream scenario. But uh, funnily enough, if I said to you who averages more, Moses or Dillbags, who would you go? Well, Dillbags by a touch, doesn't he, by a couple of points? Yeah, that, that's right. So, And a lot of his is through base, not kicking stats, but he does make a lot more tackles than that. So... Moses, yeah, they're definitely a safer option, so I don't mind. Nice. Now, this one might be for you, one of you two boys. How is Justin McDonald top of the league? Who does this refer to out of you two? Not, not me. Not you, not you. <laughs> I've got no idea who Justin McDonald is. Not the talking is. league. Not the talking league. All right, Tom Conway, here we go. Chris Lewis, fellas, he's got two weeks, so it's not worth a trading, mate. He's giving you a bit of sticky, Jack Warrior, saying he's only got two yeah. weeks. Well, remember... It's a trade-out, so we're not hoping to play him any other week than round 17, so it's regardless. A red dot just opens up Loop City, so it's no drama. If we're going to cash out to anybody else, we're not looking to play them. That's why I'm talking about Volkman. If we bring Volkman in, are you actually going to play Volkman? All these cheap guys, we're not really going to play except for round 17. Yeah. The the safe play here, guys, is go Will Kennedy. He's a gun. He's an absolute gun. He's good. I, I hope he gets a minus four and then <laughs> that is rude. That's rude, mate. Next one, Caleb wants went Sago and Wolford to G Anderson and Murray. I'm sure if we should target a back rather than a mid. Jake, have you had a good look at Grant Anderson? Yeah. No, I don't really like him. I don't think he has those base stats. I'd personally I'd I'd even prefer prefer Will Kennedy over Anderson to me. Um, What's with this negativity love, towards Net yeah, Kennedy? Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, uh, Murray's obviously, if you're playing head to head, go for it. Um, if you're playing overall, probably wouldn't go Murray. Probably wait till after Origin. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the two, uh, Wolford and Tago both trade outs. Um, if you already have a center, you don't need to play Tago when you're uh, starting 13. So yeah, I like, don't mind it. All right, let's go to Alex Clough. Now, Jay Warrior, have you had a good look at Savili Havili? Because he loves this guy and he reckons he's passed the three-date rule. Yeah. Um, I know a couple of boys in my league picked him up and have been riding that train themselves. And it sort of gets a bit frustrating because you watch him and think, boy, he keeps dominating. <laughs> and he, he's good on the eye, you know, like he's a nuggety wee player. I think he's probably out of He's outpriced himself a little bit for what he's putting forth. So if you picked him up three dates, uh, well, three dates ago, three games ago, <laughs> all the, all power to you. He's going to be a nice little bonus in that round 17. But at this stage, we've probably missed that boat. How You would have thought at the start of the season, Havili would be 516K and Joe O is about to hit 700K. You would think you're absolutely mad. But Havili's been playing some big minutes ever since round eight. And his lowest score has been 29, his highest score 66. So for those that jumped on, they'll be making plenty of cash. Because I think he started in those low 200s, didn't he, there? 
He seems to do that every year, eh? Like when he was at the Raiders, the uh, Hodgson would get injured, then he'd have a run of you know six games where he'd average you know forty, fifty, make your money, and you'd trade him. Like this is probably the third time now in his career, third or fourth time in his career, he's been a cash cow. So he's he's had track record of being a cash cow, but never got to that gun status. But yeah, I think I think you missed the boat on him as well. Yeah. Next question, Joshua, is it too early to trade in Cam Murray? I've made my mate up to trade up Tago and Butcher. Brought in news, looking to get a gun from my final 17. Boys, let's talk about origin players and going a little bit early because there's a few good ones on my mind at the moment. One of them is Brian Toho, but I'm just scared that because Queensland got whacked in this game too, the cider up in Suncorp, I think it's going to be close and I think it's going to be physical. I'm just hesitant considering how many trades that we've got left to burn a trade because I've had plenty of questions this week. People wanting to bring in players like Cookie and DCE and some of them are down to four trades and I'm like, what happens if you burn those two trades and then they get injured in round the Origin 3. You've got no trades left. Like, for me, I think you've just got to hold out. But, Jay Warrior, your thoughts first? Uh, you're spot on. It's exactly right. You can't take the risk. And while there's other players that can provide punch and points, like Murray's missing a week. So those points are going to be guaranteed if you go to somebody else. And they're not going to have to go through the rigours of an Origin 3 that are going to bash their body. And you just don't know what can happen in that situation. So... Yeah, I've just got to steer clear until after Origin. Yeah, Jakey, would you pull the trigger at all, man? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Origin players always at risk of injury, risk of resting for round 18. So any overall coaches, you, you're probably wanting more of those uh, round 17 players. But, you know, if, you, if you're high on trades and you're only head-to-head, go for it. Never bad time to get a keeper. So only for head-to-head, but... All right, boys, got a couple more questions. Mitch Moore, bring in Tui, Kamakamika, and Lane as solid 50-point scorers. This is an interesting one because Sean Lane is doing a little bit on the socials in terms of people kind of just getting behind him a little bit. But, Jay Warrior, have you had a good look at Sean Lane, man? Yeah, well, another one of the Warriors' great players that we've released. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that... Each week he just scores well. Last week he scored 56. He's owned by 1.4% of people. Uh, He runs for a lot of metres. He loves an offload. So, yeah, I always keep thinking he's going to get squeezed in that back row, but he he keeps holding his own. So he's obviously a favourite of uh, the coach. Brad Arthur. Coach's name, Brad Arthur. So, uh, yeah, if you... If you've got a gut feel about someone and he's averaging over 50, there's no reason not to go them. There's lots of players that we don't talk about. Ryan Sutton got mentioned on uh, on one of the shows this week. There's a guy averaging over 50, plays 80 minutes, you know, 1% ownership. So there's players out there, and I'm not against them if they're averaging over 50 and you like the look of them. Yeah, Jakey, you know what? After the scene in my app all year last year, I can't cop having guys like Tui, Sean Lane, Joe O, Havili, if I see them in the back end of my season, I know that I've had a pretty – I don't know if I could have had a good season, but what's your thoughts on either of these two? Yeah, I think this is – I think especially Lane, he's one of those types of guys that, you know, come up in conversation around these buy rounds because they're very close to averaging 50, but not quite. So people are like, oh, could I keep him in my final 17? He plays at round 17, buy round, and, you know, he potentially could be a keeper. But I, I think Lane's had that you know, past in most of his seasons of averaging somewhere between the low 40s, the high 40s. I, I don't think he's a keeper in your final 17. I'd be looking at someone like Barnett, Frizzell, who have those proven stats of averaging over 50. 
Um, uh, Kamakami is the same. Probably, you know, your low forties average. I don't think I'll be touching him. Touching him. Nice. All right, let's do this one. It's a fun one. Wayne, curious boys. Nothing more than who wins: Cowboys versus Broncos. Now, I'm going to say cows. You know why, Jake? Because you got more premiership winners from the Sharks team in 2016 than we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the cows, I, I think the, I think the people forget is Ruben Cotter has been like a key part of their side all year. And Queensland missed him so much. Uh, a lot of talk was around the refs at Queensland saying the rucks sped up. But I think the rucks sped up for New South Wales in that game because Cotter wasn't there. Yeah. Cotter was the one super fit. Played 80 minutes, never looked tired, slow on the ruck down, making all those you know scrappy tackles that Jake Trebojevich did last game. So I, I think it's been going to be a close one. Obviously, being a biased Cowboys supporter, I hope the Cowboys win. But um, without Cotter, I think it's going to be a huge loss. And it's going to be a brilliant game up there in Townsville. Yeah, how good is the fact that that's 5.30? By the time you could be kicked out and be absolutely legless by 8 o'clock. <laughs> like, people in Townsville, <laughs> it's going to go right off. Jay Warrior, you got a tip on this one? I'm probably leaning towards the Cowboys as well. I just think they're playing a little bit better. Uh, they've got a bit of squad. So, yeah, I'm probably on the, the Cowboy train this week. Nice. Third versus fifth. All right, we'll end with this one because I thought this is a good question. Tama, hey, guys, I only have five players for round 17 at the moment. If I don't get any more this round, I'm only going to be able to have nine. And Sorry, I'm going to be able to have nine if I use all four. So we'll talk a little bit about buyers, boy, to finish. That's a really good question to finish. Now, boys, how many were you thinking that we're going to have for next week? I'm thinking eight or nine, and that would leave me five trades. Jake, where's your scenario? Yeah, I think I'm going to go about six, but I heard a bit of news that Tass might be making a comeback this weekend. In that same uh, uh, Facebook, I don't know, it's very wishful thinking, but if it happens, great, I'll have sevens. But <laughs> no, uh, I don't. I always say with buy rounds, uh, get quality, not quantity. So focus on your trades and if you get a ca- if you're getting cash outs and guns do the trades you don't just want to trade in four players just because they play 17 look at your trades not your numbers yeah i like that advice jay warrior how many are you looking at fielding for this next buy round man i think at this stage i've got eight players Ooh. but i i'll use this illustri- at this stage i might even trade in more next week cuz i'm a gun slinger <laughs> but uh, i illustrate it this way it's like the Tour de France starts this Saturday and there's two big mountain passes and they're our opportunities to make ground on the field. So our first mountain pass comes in round 17 and that's going to be if we want to make a move, we're going to trade heavy. We're going to trade heavy this week. We're going to trade heavy next week. And we're going to gas it up to the top of that mountain pass, get to our high rank. Problem being, the second mountain pass is the back end of the season when if the injuries come, our fatigue sets in, and we just tail off the peloton. However, if you decide, well, I'm not going to trade heavy at round 17, you can trade heavy at the back end and hit that last mountain pass and just fang it up that last mountain pass. I might be coming backwards, but I'm going on the theory that I'm going to hold on hard at the back end and just hope for no trades and that what cover I've got is in dual positions and I can just manoeuvre my squad to fill a, fill a roster at the back end. Nice. Will it matter if your team name's Lance Armstrong? Well, that'd be handy. Yeah, juiced up, extra trades. <laughs> Big shout-out to Lance. I know he listens every week, so 
Just a bit of uh, crack there for him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the live. Thank you for all your questions. Thanks for all the support on the podcast this week. If you haven't yet, please leave a review on Spotify or on Apple. Just remember the Rugby League merch and then also the Game Day Squad competitions. One of them dropped at 12 p.m. today. Another one will drop at 12 p.m. tomorrow. Jump in. It's free. Rinse and FT cards or a $40 gift voucher courtesy of Rugby League merch. All right, boys. Great episode. Jakey, have a great round. Thanks for checking in and sharing your knowledge tonight, man. Thanks, mate. It was good fun. So good luck to everyone for the weekend. And Jay Warrior, plenty of knowledge there tonight. Cheeky little Chris Lewis there. So really appreciate your thoughts and good luck for the Warriors on Sunday, my man. Yeah, I don't think we're going to need it. I'm just up for a big weekend. <laughs> it was nice to spend a bit of time with the family last weekend. It didn't hurt having a, a week off, but uh, fired up, ready for it this week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have a great round. Stay safe, and we'll check you on the Sunday wrap. So we'll see you then. Stay safe.